This is Dr. Jeff Langmaid from The Evidence-Based Chiropractor, and you're listening to Cairo Candy with Billy Sticker. You're listening to Cairo Candy, the podcast of sweet chiropractic success. Here's your host, Billy Sticker. Welcome to episode 100. Uh, I can't believe it's been 100 episodes. Actually, it's been over that because we've had a couple of bonus episodes here in the end. Uh, there was actually an episode zero, which was a kind of a foundational show to kind of let you know a little bit about what it was going to be about. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, please don't. <laughs> Even though, you know, years ago, gosh, back in 07, 2008, I had a podcast called Chiropractic Marketing University, which was the very first podcast for chiropractors out there. I only had about, I don't know, six to 10 episodes and um, I didn't stick with it, obviously. Um, but when I started this show back in May of 2015, I still wasn't, I don't want to say I wasn't as good as I am now. I think I've found my voice a little more, if that makes sense. I get messages all the time. I mean, every week I get a message from a doc who says, Hey, I just finished listening to episode number 10 or episode number 27 or whatever. They're always going back, listening to some of these back episodes. And, um, I almost wish you wouldn't. No, not really. There's some good content back there, but when I go back and listen to them, I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I just think the the quality's better now. At least I hope it is. I hope it is. But speaking of early episodes, the very first interview show we ever did was episode number three, chirocandy.com forward slash 003 uh, with Dr. Tabor Smith. And Tabor and I go way back, even back, I guess, 07, 08, when I first came out with my Instant Influencer program to help doctors write their own book. Uh, he went through that program, wrote two books, and um, and we've just been friends ever since. He lives not too far from me. Well, I guess about an hour and a half to two hours from where I'm at. And uh, just a super, super guy. But he has a lot going on with... Um, his spinal hygiene videos that he just came out with. And he's been using this in his practice for a long time. And now he's getting it out there, teaching other docs how you can do the same thing. It's a great show. It's a great way to build a wellness-based practice. And so I think you're going to find a lot of value. Let's get uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's get on over into the interview. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome back to the show, Dr. Tabor Smith. How are you doing? Hello, everybody. Hello, Billy. Thank you for letting me be here. It's an honor. You know that you were the very first interview I had on Cairo Candy? Really? Back, I think it was episode three. Oh, wow. Almost uh, almost two years ago now. Well, Man, I guess it's been about 22 months ago. And what so, episode are you on now? Uh, this is... At the time of the recording, I just released number 99. So wow. we're, I, I don't know work. if this one's, I think this one's going to be, this one should be 100. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice work. So, well, yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for coming back on. Um, so let's just get into, you know, if people want to hear your backstory, what brought you into chiropractic, and they want to hear some cool team roping stories, they can go back <laughs> and listen to episode three. Um, right on. But, Right now, let's talk about what you have going on now about your the spinal hygiene. 
Awesome. So uh, let me start with saying we, you know, I, I work with Dr. Zeno and we do uh, Cairo Thought Leaders and we built, you know, a, a pretty big list of emails and chiropractors that we can reach out to. And one of the coolest things about that is that we can send a survey out and find out what is it that would benefit chiropractors most, right? And so we recently sent out a survey and we we're like, if you could learn anything, if you have anything, um, you know, what do you need? And number one, it was it was they they want to understand and have training on how do you take someone's mindset from pain based to wellness based and how do you get that conversion from yeah somebody could come into my office and start care because they're motivated because they're in a lot of pain but what keeps them there understanding that they should take care of their spine and nervous system understanding wellness like how do we get that conversion and then uh number two was how do i set up more talks and presentations in my community and how do I close those presentations so I can get more new patients in. And so what we're doing right now uh, for not only chiropractic leaders but for chiropractors everywhere is trying to educate and train on those concepts specifically. Um, and, and one of the ways we do that uh, is, is this movement we're really trying to start right now in our profession and we call it the spinal hygiene movement. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, some people love the the words or the concept of spinal hygiene. Some people don't, and they're wondering why why spinal hygiene? Because it's the most basic understanding of taking care of your spine, and and it's already been done before. In fact, I refer back to the dental profession, and if you really look at the history of the dental profession, it wasn't always the second largest healthcare profession in the world. In fact, even in the early 1900s. Uh, it, there, there were, you know, few dentists and all of the dentists, the only thing they did was they pulled teeth because people's teeth were just rotting and you'd be 20, 30 years old and you'd have to just go in and they would, uh, you know, give you some whiskey or whatever and pull the, pull your teeth out. And so there was a, uh, or sorry, not a chiropractor. There was a dentist by the name of Dr. Alfred phones and you can look him up. He's called now they refer to him as the father of dental hygiene. And back in the early 1900s, scientists discovered that it was a bacteria that was building up in the, uh, around the teeth that was releasing an acid causing tooth decay. So Dr. Phones, he said, well, what if people started maintaining the health of their teeth? Like, what if we did um, cleanings in my office? What if I taught people how to brush and take care of their teeth and floss? And so he started implementing that, started the uh, Dental Hygiene Association, and it just grew from there because this awareness became a, a, a part of our world. And so, like, you know, it, pe things that you're aware of begin to grow. And so when people started doing something on a daily basis to take care of their teeth, e even if they didn't have a dentist, they knew they were supposed to do something on a daily basis to take care of their teeth. And dentistry owns dental hygiene. Right. So when, when it comes to spinal hygiene, nobody owns this, right? Chiropractors don't even own spinal hygiene right now. Um, it's, not even a, it's not even an awareness in our, uh, in our country or even in our world. And, and really, they're just waiting until they get back pain, neck pain, until their spine completely degenerates and either going straight into the medical system or that's when they actually find a chiropractor. And so I believe we've dropped the ball over the last, you know, 120 plus years that, that we've been chiropractors. We've done a great job of correcting the spine. And I, in my office, I'm a, I consider myself a, a corrective care chiropractor. So what I do, the adjustments, the, the uh, rehab, the, everything specific to correct the spine. But what are, what are families doing to maintain and prevent that 
degeneration to happen? What are they doing to take care of their spine and spinal hygiene? And that's what we're educating people on. First of all, we're educating chiropractors on how do we get this education to our patients. Realize this, dentists don't make their money off selling toothbrushes, right? I don't know a dentist in the world, unless you you work for Crest, that makes their money on teaching people how to floss or, or, or giving away toothbrushes. But every dentist does it because it grows this concept of dental hygiene and people going to the dentist, you know, it, they take care of their patients. And so chiropractors need to do that as well. This, this is a way we're showing chiropractors to increase and, and add another income by getting out into communities, into schools, into businesses and doing lunch and learns. And we're, so we're trying to teach them how to increase their patient volume and, and, and grow their income. But at the same time, if all you do is just focus on teaching patients spinal hygiene, that in itself will cause your, your practice to grow because it builds an awareness of lifetime spinal wellness, lifetime spinal care. And that's how we shift that mindset from pain-based where they're just trying to fix a problem to all of a sudden they realize, well, dang, I should have known this before. I should have known that I was supposed to do something in my life to take care of my spine. I mean, we look at every other area of the body. We know if, if you don't take care of your fitness, what happens? We lose it. If we don't take care of our teeth, what happens? They rot. Well, we never knew we were supposed to do anything in life to take care of our spine. No wonder. It's rotting. We're having uh, degeneration at epidemic proportions. In fact, you know, the, the only issue is you can't see degeneration of the spine from the outside. That's why nothing's being done about it. But statistics show that almost 80% of the population has spinal degeneration, especially once they get uh, in past the ages of 40 and 50 years old. So um, it, it, hopefully we can start this movement of spinal hygiene. Chiropractors can grasp it and begin to own the concept and then that in itself will cause chiropractic to grow and we'll begin to see more than just 5% of the population. So, yeah, yeah obviously, I, I hope you can tell them it's a little bit of a passion uh, topic for me. So. Well, that's great. You know, I think you <clears throat> you hit the nail on the head. Let's talk about the fundamentals of, of that, what it looks like for a doctor. I mean, right. everybody thinks to grow their practice, they need new patients. Well, right. if they just had the same patients staying longer... That's one of the easiest ways to grow your practice and implementing something like this, um, that's going to keep patients coming in longer. You know, um, the new patient topic is, well, just like the, the title of the podcast, Cairo candy, right? Like, I mean, when I saw, I had a, someone emailed me the other day and then the, the subject line was never need new patients again. Right. And I was like, Click on that, you know, because like, <laughs> I mean, every chiropractor in the world, you say like, have like 80 new patients a month and you're going to get opens all over the place. People are going to click on it because it's just, it's just, um, chiropractors just drool. They, they water, it makes their mouth water, you know, to see that, uh, all those new, new patients. And that's awesome. And I believe we need, you know, constant influxes. We need to be out there working to get new patients. <clears throat> but the reason why chiropractors are asking, how do I convert my patient's mindsets from pain to wellness is because even though that patient's starting care, they're coming in, they're not converting to wellness, right? And that's a whole different um, level of practice. Like in the beginning, I need a ton of new patients. And even all through my practice, I, I need more new patients. We always want them coming in. But if I really want to build something that's lasting, that's strong, that is is just, it's a legacy, it's beautiful, it's the conversion from the pain to the wellness, it's the conversion from their corrective care plan to their wellness plan that begins to build 
a valuable chiropractic office. And that's why chiropractors in those surveys didn't say, how do I get more new patients? In those surveys, they're like, how do I keep them? How do I convert them? How do I make them start thinking about taking care of their spine? And, and so, you know, there are some amazing, and, and you have, you have great programs and there are great topics out there to get more new patients. And I think chiropractors, you know, need to be doing that all the time. But at the same time, there needs to be that, um, that other aspect of your practice that is there, that is set up and ready for the patients who want to move into wellness care, that they're being educated why they should, that there's a platform ready for them to just step up to when they get to that point. And then that makes your practice so much more valuable. And, and, and uh, it also makes it more fun. It also over the years that you put in all that hard work begins to repay and reward you a lot greater than just a pain-based practice does. You're going to get a lot more referrals also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So your new patients in the, in the long run actually will continue to rise as, as you're doing that. Right. Because that's you're never going to get a new patient as qualified as a referral. Right. And so when you have patients that understand they've been educated, which it's hard to do whenever you're spending three to five minutes with them a visit. Yeah. So, you know, something yeah. like what you're talking about, being able to implement something to teach and get this mindset across about spinal hygiene uh, and really educate them, then, I mean, that's going to be something they're going to want to share. And, well, and that's a great point. Everything that we do and all of our training is revolved around this this. Um, uh, this, this concept or this, this, uh, uh we're, we're, what we're trying to do is not add any more time to the chiropractor. So make the, make all of this education available in your office, but you don't have to be there to say to every, in front of every patient to say these words every single time. Right? So the way we do that is by giving, getting them home spinal care kits uh, that are really, we call spinal hygiene kits, uh, that have, uh, different, uh, so there's different venues of, digestion for information has the book has uh, a dvd there is uh, videos or emails that you would send there is uh you know the videos playing in your waiting room there is uh it, there's workshops that you do so there are very efficient ways to get education to your patient and we try to grasp each one of these and most of them you have zero time invested in like if i play this uh if i play a spinal hygiene dvd in my office on in my waiting room while my patients are sitting there they're getting educated about why they should take care of their spine for a lifetime i don't even have to be standing there telling them this you know um and then and then it also be begins right at the new patient, like right, right at the new patient acquisition, or even when you capture your leads, meaning we teach people to get into businesses and companies to do lunch and learns. And if you're doing your lunch and learn, and all you're talking about is pain, 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 come in my office, which, you know, and I have nothing wrong with, with marketing to their needs and, and really grasping, you know, their attention with something with a problem that's, that's, that's irritating them. But we also need to also put some things in our new patient acquisition uh, or our lead acquisition that talk about lifetime spinal wellness, that talk about spinal hygiene, and, and then they become aware, dang, I should have been taking my care of my spine for a long time. I need to get this problem corrected, and I need to learn how to take care of it in the future. Then your new patients become more qualified, and then you have a better chance of converting that patient from a pain-based to a wellness patient, uh, patient there as well. Right. You know, in marketing – the it, the low-hanging fruit are the ones who know they have a pain and know you have the solution. Right. And and so whenever they have back pain, neck pain, that's an obvious pain. But 
sometimes you have to educate them to let them know they have a pain. Right. Which could be just their spinal hygiene. Yeah. And so I think that's what's great about this is it's it makes them aware of the problem. Once they're aware of the problem, you have the solution. They know, like, and trust you. That's a new patient. Yeah, exactly. And it creates a really neat culture in your office. And I know that because uh, in both of my offices in in Houston, and, and we have since I started my first office about eight years ago, just been implementing this concept of spinal hygiene and growing it with all my patients. And they love it. And so then there were other chiropractic offices that started coming on and, and you know, following me or, or learning that, you know, how we educate our patients. And they said, well, can we do that in our office too? And so we started helping them to, to, to get that spinal hygiene education in their offices, in their community, and just kept growing and growing until now we realize that this concept needs to be in all chiropractic offices across the world. And this is something that all chiropractors can get behind. You know, there are a lot of, there's a lot of uh, difference if you haven't, if you couldn't tell already, there's a lot of uh, battling back and forth between our beliefs as chiropractors, such as, you know, we believe that this technique works or this technique works. We believe that a patient should be seen, uh, you know, three times a week. No, they should only be seen once a month, right? So there, there are a lot of differences in the different, uh, there's the art of chiropractic, but I think we can all get behind the idea that somebody should take care of their spine. And if they don't, it's going to break down or degenerate. I mean, we wouldn't deny it about our car. If you don't take care of your car, it breaks down. If you don't take care of your, um, your body, it breaks down. You don't take care of your teeth. You don't take care of your house. Like all these things need upkeep and same thing with the spine. So if we could just get behind that and teach our patients that, and then show them how to educate their kids, their, their spouse, their loved ones, even if they're not seeing you yet, there are some things they can do at home that will help keep spinal range of motion or help keep, uh, you know, lateral curves of the spine. If they could just do some exercises at home and, and that's what spinal hygiene really is. The, the concept of it is that dentistry got into the home and with a toothbrush and we know that every morning we brush every evening we brush. So we're constantly doing something that reminds us to take care of our teeth. And so with the training that we do around spinal hygiene, we want a specific exercises in the morning, a specific exercise in the afternoon that are super easy, super general, and you could teach anybody to do it, but it gets chiropractic or at least spinal hygiene in the household. So people become aware of it. You know, I can see, Almost, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Mm-hmm. Once people start understanding this, you know, I can see somebody standing in the mirror in the morning, whether they're brushing their teeth or shaving or doing whatever, and they start thinking, hey, I wonder if I have degeneration. Right. I've never seen a chiropractor. I, you know, this, it's like, ooh, what if that's me? What if that's me? Right. Uh, and I guess kind of my mindset here is when my wife was in nursing school, she would learn about, they would talk about these different diseases, different topics, whatever. And then she would come home and she goes, I have some of those symptoms. I have some of those <laughs> symptoms. What, yeah. But <clears throat> whenever we start learning about this, you do start thinking, well, you know what? I wonder, I wonder if that is me. I wonder if yeah. that, that probably is me. So, uh, oh, and people do. They become aware of their spine when they learn this. Um, I have patients that, well, everybody I'm sure probably has the patient that have no idea what was going on with them when they came in could barely even tell you where they hurt or what it felt like. And then all of a sudden you start adjusting them, they start doing their exercises, 
you, you get irritation off the nerve, pressure and interference off the nerve, removing subluxation, and they become more connected with their body and they, they understand and feel their body. And so they were coming in on day one going, you know, I think I'm hurting right in through here. I think it's an ache. I don't really know. And then a couple of weeks later, they're going, I think C3 is rotated to the left slightly. Can you check that for me? You know, and I am like, you are so much more connected to your body now than you were when you came in. Um, and, and, but that's the same thing. What we, we, what we become aware of, you know, uh, begins to take precedence and, and begins to change. And that's why we need to get this awareness of spinal hygiene out to the world. So they become aware of their spine um, and start taking care of it. Well, I think this is great. How can docs find out more information? Awesome. And I'll have so, a link and stuff in the, uh, in the show notes as well. So click that link in the show notes. You'll be taken to an opt-in page where you can enter your name and your email to get four free training videos on spinal hygiene. And let me just walk people through what they're going to get with those free training videos. The first video is a concept video. So we can really, really understand. First, we need to understand the concept of spinal hygiene and how common sense it is. I promise you, watch that first video and you're just going to be blown away at how just this is so easy to share and it makes so much sense and your patient, your patients are just going to love it. Uh, the second video and the third video are specific exercises that we should do. Um, in the second video, we're going to talk about spinal alignment and spinal range of motion and the exercise we want our patients to do in the morning and the afternoon to help maintain spinal alignment and maintain range of motion between adjustments. This is not taken away from the chiropractic adjustment at all. For me and my patients in, in my office, I recommend a weekly checkup and then between those weekly checkups, I give them their spinal hygiene exercises to do. So it helps hold those adjustments a little bit better between uh, each time. The, the third video, we talk about postural strength. And um, we also talk about some flexibility exercises that they can do periodically. Uh, so we, I would say three to four times a week that help strengthen uh, posture and decrease some of the most prevalent postural changes in like uh, head forward posture and those types of things. And then the fourth and final video is is the Cairo Candy video. That's where we show people how to get into businesses to set up lunch and learns, how to get into schools to set up this curriculum that we educate, that we they want to share with, with kids. That's what dentistry did. They got into our schools and they started teaching kids how to brush and floss and take care of their teeth. As chiropractors, we should be doing that too and we can make a big impact and, and raise chiropractic to the level it deserves to be at. Um, but in that fourth video, I'll show you the eight steps that I go through uh, that my staff goes through to set up lunch and learns um, in the, in the companies around my offices, and they work really well. And then we also, um, at that point, it would be uh, uh, the option to join the Spinal Hygiene Movement membership site, and that's where we really get into to lunch and learns uh, workshops and uh, a lot of other things that are explained on those videos as well. But the the free training and the free videos. We've been getting huge feedback, just dozens and dozens of comments of chiropractors uh, that are enjoying the videos, and I highly recommend everybody check those out. This is great. I mean, a lot of value. I think that, uh, I mean, even with that right there, docs are going to be able to start making a difference in their impact. And I mean, who, who isn't going to want patients sticking around longer, right? Yeah. It's exactly what this does. And then you start looking at your, you know, average, you know, case fees. You know, a new patient going from, you know, let's say, $1,200 in lifetime value to 2000 or more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you look at the referrals they send in, and then that just dramatically increases. So, 
everybody knows an educated patient is just going to make a better patient. So yeah, uh, this is great. And, and it increases the value of your office. And a lot of people don't really appreciate that, but I do because of my, my experience. I, when I first graduated, I worked in an office and it was really pain-based insurance. People didn't set up care plans. They just came in, you know, periodically. And so there was never, two weeks down the road, there was nothing on the books, right? And so what happened was when the chiropractor actually was experiencing some health issues and wasn't able to practice, it dropped off because two weeks went by, there was nothing there. And then when you try to sell that practice, you, you can't sell it, right? Because there just is no value there. But then the other chiropractor that I was experienced, had experience with who had built up patients who had this wellness mindset, who had, you know, prepaid for care, who had uh, appointments on the books months you know in advance and then no matter what happens in your life or or if you just want to take a break or if you just want to sell your office it doesn't matter because your office is so much more valuable with people who understand the concept of taking care of their spine and lifetime spinal wellness it just it just makes your office better yep great stuff dr tabor smith thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your day uh, and thank you for all you do i mean with Cairo thought leaders uh, and just the value that you guys give to the profession. Well, thanks for saying that. It's an honor to be here. I really appreciate you uh, allowing me to be on the show, and thanks for helping us to get this message out there to more people. Thanks, sir. All right, guys, you just listened to episode 100 of Cairo Candy. Head on over to the show notes at cairocandy.com forward slash 100. I almost says zero one zero zero because I'm so used to saying zero first. But ChiroCandy.com forward slash one hundred one zero zero for the show notes to this show. Make sure you take advantage of this. I mean, even just going through the videos, it's gonna help you make an impact in your practice. It's gonna help with your patient education. And everyone knows an educated patient is a better patient. They refer more people. Uh, it just makes for a better practice. All right. Now I've got a really really cool announcement to make. Um, well, let's just say it's a teaser announcement. We are going to be planning a Cairo Candy Cruise. Uh, we already have the dates picked out. I'm waiting to hear back from Carnival uh, just to find out for sure exactly. Um, I've got to verify that we're going to be able to have the rooms uh, whenever we need them to do some training on our days at sea. It's going to leave on a Thursday it's going to come back at 8 a.m. Monday morning. So it should just be a long weekend for you guys that want to attend. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward. It's going to be some good stuff. We're going to have training days on the sea days, the days that we're at sea, uh, which will be that Friday and that Sunday. Um, we'll do some stuff. But like I said, I'm waiting to hear back from Carnival just to verify that we will have some rooms to do the seminars and verify exactly what type of time frame and uh, what the maximum headcount we can have is. So right now I'm guessing it's going to be, you know, 30 to 50 docs. Uh, it may be more than that. I'm, I'm hoping it can be more than that, but we'll see. It is going to be roughly, well, it's going to be a little ways out. It's going to give you plenty of time to plan for it. But there, here's one of the best things about a cruise is Everything is included. It's uh, like the particular one we're looking at. They have cabins anywhere from, I think it's like two thirty nine a person for double occupancy. So like you and your wife, 
you know, less than 600 bucks, you can go on the cruise on the carnival side. Uh, we are going to have some fees on our side to help take care of some things and door prizes and speakers and all the stuff we're going to be doing. Um, but the cabin price, I mean, that covers all of your food, uh, doesn't cover alcohol, but anything you want to do on the boat, for the most part, it's all included. Uh, so it's they're very, very inexpensive vacations. As a matter of fact, uh, we've been on eight of them. And typically for our family of five, whenever we bring the kids, uh, we, only, we all go in one cabin. And um, depending on the date, I mean, we've done it several times for thirteen to $1,500 for a Thursday through a Monday cruise for five of us. So uh, really looking forward to that because here's some other things about it. We all get to hang out. We all get to have our own vacation. You get to go do your own stuff whenever you want to go do your own stuff. You can bring the kids. Carnival has a fantastic children's program. And you don't have to have a passport. Uh, This ship is going to be selling down to Cozumel. We'll spend most of the day uh, Saturday in Cozumel. But you don't have to have a passport. You just have to have a birth certificate and driver's license, uh, and that's it. We've, Like I said, we've done eight cruises. We still don't have our passports. Uh, I was getting ready to get mine because I'm going to be going to Puerto Rico with uh, Mark Wade and uh, Dr. Krista Burns and a big group of us here in a couple of months. Um, and then I realized you don't have to have your passport to go to Puerto Rico. So um, anyway, it's going to be fun. If you're interested, make sure you go to Cairo Candy and sign up on our email list uh, because I'm afraid that we're going to end up having to, you know, just have a 30 to 50 uh, dock limit on this, and it's going to sell out pretty quick. So, um, as soon as I know more details, believe me, I will be promoting the heck out of it because I'm I'm very very excited about this. Uh, but that's it. Uh, really really appreciate you guys. Thanks for all the support. Uh, if you do find value in these shows, please share them with the docs that you're friends with share them with um you know with some of the students that you went to school with obviously uh anyway i'm rambling now but look that's it we will see you guys next week on episode 101 of cairo candy take care